They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. joining me this evening I've got Dan Kingdom, the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson, and sewing in for Steve is Somerset CCC digital guru and technical wizard Ben Warren. Uh, ben, great to have you with us. I guess the, uh, the question on the mind of all Somerset supporters following uh, the disaster yesterday is what condition is the Gimlet Hill scoreboard in? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was. Uh, that was uh, thanks for having me back, Shep. Um, a, a, a difficult one to get us. Yeah, we had. Um, yeah, we had a few uh, a few technical issues with the old uh, scoreboard. We, uh, we we nearly made it to the end of the season. We nearly made it until until the last ball before any issues. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's a fair few years old now. That thing. So uh, yeah, he's got to be regularly serviced to. Uh, and stay in good nick, but yeah, he couldn't, couldn't quite make it through to the to the final ball. Ah, oh, never mind. Well, I suppose we can. Are we going to get a brand new all singing, all dancing jumbotron, or are we uh, mending and making do? I, I suspect a, a, a bit of a patch up will do the job. I mean, he's been, he's been all right for the. He's, he's done all right for us so far this season. Yeah, so. must must be due a testimonial that scoreboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to matters non-technology related. Then we. Managed not to lose by an innings, an event that was met with ironic cheers at the ground yesterday. But we, it was the next best worst thing of losing by 10 wickets. Um, I'll just run through the gory details for you again. Tom Abel won the toss on Sunday morning and stuck Lancashire in on a greenish looking pitch. Old Ned Leonard had his first class debut and bowled very well, opening the bowler with Jack Brooks. Um, but uh, was it 20, 20 odd for two, 27 for two? Um, brought Luke Wells and Josh Bohannon together who uh, made 150 respectively who were both out uh, the ball after reaching their milestones which was uh, a nice uh, funny little statistical anomaly but uh, 373 all out the same tail as previously uh, the bowlers unable to wrap up the tail Stephen Croft and Tom Bailey uh, both getting 50 four wickets for Jack Brooks uh, just the one for Ned Leonard who bowled very well on his debut the somewhat baffling figures of seven overs, no maidens, three for 63 for uh, for Captain Tom. Uh, March on Delanger picked up a couple. Uh, they did cost him 75. And then 90 all out. Uh, we'll gloss over that. <laughs> uh, but then we did come back to a bit of form uh, after being asked to follow on, uh, reaching 195 for one. Tom, uh, Tom Lamanby. Coming back to form with a, a sparkling century, uh, very fluent. He made it almost uh, pretty much bang on a runner ball. Um, Azarali making 50 again, both of those not adding to their milestone figures, which is four in a match, which is, Dan, are you on that one for a statistical check? Four batters not oh, adding God. to milestones. That's anyway, a very tough one. <laughs> we'll forget that, but there was another batting collapse, 194 for one. Became 314 all out, leaving Lancashire 32 runs uh, to wrap up an innings victory, which they did just in time for Vic Marks' book signing in the shop yesterday. Uh, I tweeted out that, uh, I get my days mixed up here, Tuesday, was it Tuesday? 
or was it Monday? What day did Tom Monday. Lundy get his phone? Mo- Monday. Monday was our probably our best and worst day of the season. It was our best day, but we still got bowled out for 90. Um, <laughs> Anthony, what did you make of it all? Let's start with the positives. Tom Lambert, 100. How, how oh, well did brilliant. he do that and how fluent was he? He was he was brilliant. Um, he, you know, I talked to him afterwards, obviously, and he, he said he'd, he'd gone out there with a very positive mindset that uh, they were going to take the fight back to the, to the uh, Lancashire bowlers. He and Ben Green, and they did that very effectively. And it was good to see him playing his his natural game. He left the ball went well when he had to. He defended well when he had to, and he unfurled some some lovely shots, which really put the Lancashire bowlers on the back foot. Uh, it was something I'd been you know, suggesting. Uh, I think actually in last week's podcast, I said that <laughs> perhaps they ought to be told to go out and play their natural games rather than, rather than scratching around as they have been. And they did, and it it was wonderful to behold. I mean, the the six that brought up his century was a magnificent blow, you know, coming down the pitch to Matt Parkinson, who he'd been playing with uh, for the Manchester Originals, so they know each other really quite well. So it was quite you know, a nice bit of sort of friendly rivalry there. And it was, it was one of the best uh, afternoons of the summer for Somerset there's, there's no doubt but it was it was a shaft of of sunshine in what was otherwise a very very dark two and a half days yeah definitely I uh, mean we, we were sat together down weren't we watching most of it and yeah. we were sat or is it block one or block five of the Somerset stand one. the nearest one to Gimlet Hill and Lammers just seemed to be peppering us with pool shots all afternoon just amazing wasn't he yeah, it was it was great fun to watch. Yeah, it was just so busy. That's the word I kept using. It was same. Ben Green was the same as well. Um, they clearly just went out there and decided to, you know, just play naturally, as Gibber as Gibber said, um, and that you know it paid off for them at least. Um, obviously, you know, the rest of the order. It, well, as I scored a nice fifty, obviously the rest of the order weren't able to add much. I think Hildreth was a bit disappointing the next morning you know that shot he played was not great it was not the right shot for that ball you know um so it was a it was a disappointing end on the next day you know I, you know i was expecting a bit more resistance than that um and hildreth had look you know there was a cover drive the night before where we all you know i think we all thought wow yeah that, that is a classical hildreth shot you know could this finally be his be his day or his match um so i was gutted that it wasn't um but yeah i think Lamb and B's innings will hopefully give them a bit of confidence going into finals day as well. I think that will hopefully just change the mood in the camp a bit. Because um, if we've been all out for 100 again, you know, it, it might have, you know, really affected them. But hopefully, you know, that that will, um, you know, sort of spur them on a bit. And I, I also think that the match being over in two and a half days, you know, again, it might benefit us ahead of finals day. Because if it had been a, a slow torture, a long drawn out <laughs> loss, you know, it would have been one day less to prepare but at least you've got an extra day to get over it and to get over it an extra day to practice so you know that's that is a positive way of looking at it i guess um yeah the guys at this point. the guys were out there straight away almost as soon as uh as soon as the winning runs were hit i think banton and, and craig overton and lewis and a few of the others just almost on the outfield straight away practicing um yeah, I think you, you're absolutely right. I think yeah, if you're going to lose, lose quickly. I mean, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on the negatives because we've done that to death in the in the Yorkshire game and the, and the Knots game. We we know what's gone wrong, batters low on confidence, etc., etc., etc. 
Ben, I suppose you you were there at the ground, sort of watching that warm up. Was anybody catching your eye? And uh, have you got any sort of further thoughts on the on the Lancashire game? Yeah, I think echo comments that what Anthony and, and Dana said. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Tom Rummerby's performance was a a, a ray of, of sunlight in an otherwise really, really quite disappointing display. I think we, um, you know, we all expected after Scarborough reaction, and we didn't really get it. Did we? You know, uh, I can't, uh, honest. You know, that's the honest, honest answer. I think, but um, but yeah, I think I think moving moving on to finals day, at least they, there is something still in the tank. Um, but I know, having been around the ground today and and yesterday afternoon, it was a pretty pretty dark place. You know, the, the, I think the boys are really hurting at the moment, and they're not they're, they're pretty pretty ashamed of, of the cricket they've played over the last three weeks. And I know that they're um, they're desperate to, to put it right. So um, yeah, I think we, there's lots of lots of things, lots of reasons, lots of you know, almost a snowball effect of things that have gone wrong. Um, but but the, it will be they'll learn a lot you know they'll learn a lot the coaches will learn a lot about the players now you know they've not suffered this level of inconsistency of and well this this consistency of defeat in in a few years so you know we've obviously lost games but we've been quite good in the past at bouncing back from those defeats so yeah obviously very very disappointing but um you know, sometimes it's in these moments when when you find out more about 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 players. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the Warwickshire game is 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 a dead rubber, but it's a really really important game. You know, I think it is vital that that we we turn it around at, at Edgbaston in the Championship, forget Finals Day. I think it's a massively important game that that we need to finish the season with with regaining a bit of that faith that we can we can play good four day cricket. Yeah, because the way the table is um, in Division 1 of the Championship at the moment, Hampshire top with 58.5 points, Warwickshire second and 55, Lancashire third with 54.5, and then Knotts on 52, and then you've got Yorkshire on 41.5 and Somerset on 26.5 at the bottom. So really any one of those four teams is in with a massive shout of winning the Championship. And, you know, you say it's a dead rubber, Ben, but we've still got a say in the destination of that, that Championship trophy. So... I mean, even for just for the integrity of the competition, we don't want to turn up there with the under fifteens and just roll over. You know, we we need to put a decent side out, and we really want to finish that this season on a high and make Warwickshire earn that championship. You know, we we just we can do without another you know couple of innings of a hundred odd all out and and, and losing That's... buying innings again. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I think. It would be nice to look back on these three weeks in a year or two years as a bit of a freak, you know, a bit of a, you know, there's lots of things that, you know, I'm sure you you guys were on about it in the, the last podcast about how the ball, you know, the ball on attack has almost been dismantled and um, lots of things have happened. And um, But hopefully, you know, that sport can throw up these these things. You know, my, my football team, Liverpool, went through a period last season where they couldn't they couldn't win at home. They they lost five consecutive games or something like that. And you just think, you know, they're not they're not a bad side. It doesn't happen overnight, but sometimes it's, sport can can just throw up these uh, these results and massively disappointing. But plenty to go for on Saturday. Yeah, so we'll um, come to finals day in a set. We'll just wrap up what we what we think is going to happen for this uh, this final county championship game. Then. Um, 
Mr. J.C. Hildreth cut a somewhat forlorn figure as he left uh, he left the hallowed turf of Taunton for hopefully not the last time, but maybe the last time. I did say that <clears throat> when he walked off. It might be the last time. I think he's got another year to go on his contract. Yeah, but I, I think you know if he decides he's. I, I mean, yeah. I think it'll be it'll be up to him. He's got a year left on his contract. If he doesn't feel he's he's contributing as he should do to the team, then I think he you know he might well decide to uh, to call it a day, which would be a great shame. But you know he has struggled not just this season but last season and the season before. I mean, he made made that hundred up against Surrey at the Oval. Thank goodness for that. It was a very important innings and a very good innings uh, as well. But he's looked all at sea, uh, you know, in in both white ball and red ball cricket uh, in the last uh, couple of months, really, since that century at, at, at the Oval. Um, and it would be, you know, I hope I hope he is picked for the game against Warwickshire, just in case this is his, his last season, so he gets the chance to go out on a high. Because it would be a terrible shame if his Somerset career ended in the same way as Banger's Somerset career ended at Guildford back in, in 2019, given out, caught off his thigh pad and um, and then dropped. You know, that's, that's a sad way to go for, for well, someone who's given so much. There could be a fantastic way for him to go, and that's to repeat his uh, performance of hitting the winning runs in a T20 yeah, exactly. final. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it was uh, what, 2005, wasn't it? So 16 years ago, it's a hell of a long time, but... Um, if he gets picked, I still, I'd still pick him. I think he's he's, white, yeah, he's, really he's been coming off in white ball more often than not this season. I think it's in the, in the red ball game where it, where he hasn't produced. But um, yeah, fantastic knock against uh, Yorkshire in that twenty over game, which was reduced from fifty in the Royal London. Um, and he's he's played a few other eye catching knocks in in T Twenty cricket as well. And that just seems to be suiting what he's doing at the moment, playing. You know, quick, attractive twenties, thirties, forties, and that more often than not can can be enough to to help you side in in T Twenty cricket. Um, do we try and get Will Smead in as well, Dan? Who? Yeah, definitely. I think I think Smead should play next week. I think once we're because we're clear of finals day, we and you know because at, at the moment I think there was a case for not playing Smead this week just to keep him focused on T Twenty, but next week we're clear of finals day. So I think get him in. I think it's his time, and I think he'll prob. I would be looking to get him in the team for the start of the championship next season. To be honest, so I think get him in. Um, not sure who for, um, but yeah, I'm sure we can find a spot for him um, because we need to get him playing cricket. I mean, he's getting paid four day cricket because otherwise, you know, he could be tempted elsewhere. We've got, you know, despite our batting lineup being sort of dodgy, as we know, it's been like that for a while. Despite that. It's there are a lot of batters in there. There's a bit of a logjam for places, you know. There's a few guys who are, you know, there's there's going to be disappointed guys, you know, the start of next season, like there was this season, you know, Byron missing out, Green missing out. Next season, it might be sort of Bartlett and Banton missing out the first game, you know. There, there will be a couple of guys who are disappointed. So, um, yeah, I think we've got to be careful in how we manage that, you know, going forward, managing the <coughs> and keeping them at the club. Yeah, definitely. It's. It... So you've got to try and get Smead in, and but you almost forget that Bartlett and Banton aren't playing either. So, oh yeah, you know you are looking at probably trying to get eight or nine into that that top six, which is it's it's great. But I've I've sort of said before that we've kind of got players who aren't quite doing badly enough to be dropped. This is sort of way back when, not before the last 
the disaster of the last month, but don't ever seem to be quite scoring the big runs that that we know they can. So it, it's guys with talent, isn't it? Who who we want to keep, but also they're not producing. You know, like Banton in Red Bull cricket, um, Goldsworthy to some extent, Bartlett, you know, in Red Bull cricket. Um, you know, these guys we want to keep them for the future, but they also need to be scoring runs to be in the team. You know, so. Yeah, we've, we've perhaps, got to find Perhaps a way. we need a batting coach. Perhaps we need a batting coach. <laughs> we'll come to that later, Andy. We'll come to that later. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, when asked for listeners' questions, uh, yeah, that, that cropped up quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I would say uh, I saw your interview with Sarge yesterday, Gibbo, and um, he didn't so much play it as a straight bat as just completely leave it alone. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a very, very non-answer. It was very, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He left it outside the Austin. Yeah, have a look at the Somerset socials if you want to if you want to catch Anthony's interview with uh, with Andy Harry from uh, uh, from after the the Lancashire game yesterday. Right, uh, Will Smead. Yeah, I think he's got to come in. Are you are you in agreement with that, Ben? Do we get Will Smead in for what was it Tuesday? The championship um, game starts. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's every chance, doesn't he? I think I think um, I've got a little theory that I think because. The championship game, I think, because the final say, I think the pitch might be quite far over to one side. A lot of the a lot of the championship games are at Edgepast, and so he might be tempted to put in either a Smead or a Banton to try and take advantage of a short boundary potentially in the middle middle order. But um, yeah, we shall see what sort of pitch they uh, produced. Might have to be a result pitch if they're if they're if they're worried about other teams winning. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, could what, be about, what about George Thomas? He's been getting runs for England under 19s. He could come in well, if cool. they decide to make wholesale changes for for next week. You know, good player. Yeah, I, I think they'll. Have, I, I think I think they'll really be absolutely desperate to to put on a bit of a you know a comeback um, performance. I think they'll be massively keen to to prove that this isn't a decline. It's just a you know, a, a, a three-game patch where it's not gone right. So, I would be surprised if they made massive changes. But um, I think you're right that that, that Smeed is knocking on the door, and um, they might make a, make a few. Just scribbling down my side for this championship game. Um, mm, mm, mm. Right, I'll start with mine. So I'm keeping uh, Tom Lamaby and Ben Green opening the batting. Azra at three, Tom at four. Um, Hildy is still going to be drunk after hitting a magnificent 120 not out to win us the T20 final. So he's getting a rest. Uh, Will Smee's coming in for him at five. Uh, Lewis Goldworthy at six. Steve Davis at seven. And then Jack Leach, Craig Over, and Josh Davey and old Ned Leonard. Not Jack Brooks. Mm, no, I think He's a better bet than Ned, Ned Leonard, I would have thought. Well, I think, yes, I, I would I would agree with that normally, but I think old Ned's done enough to keep his place. I really like the way the way that he bowled. He looks to me like he's got a really really nice action that can just just bang yeah. on bang on that line and length outside off stump over in over out. So, yeah, I want to keep I want to keep old Ned Leonard in the side. Um, I'd agree with that. Except, I think I'd have Davies and Goldsworthy the other way around. I think seven is too is too low down for Steve Davies. He's one of our. He's you know he's he's one of our very best batters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he should go in number six with Goldsworthy 
at, uh, at seven. And, and Goldsworthy is a marginal choice as well. I think, you know, he hasn't made, he hasn't really looked like scoring many runs. That, that's, you know, that that's, would be my question mark. And, and they don't use him as a bowler in red ball cricket either. Mm -hmm. So I wonder about, uh, wonder about him. Van der Merve might be a better bet. Okay, yeah. You're not normally going to get an argument from me about <laughs> that one, I say, but <laughs> yeah, I just think keeping consistency with it with a young guy, the more they play, the better they get, I think is is generally the way I, yeah. I'd sort of look at it. So that's why I've just got um, Little Lewis the nod over, over a roll-off. Ben, have you got a team or have you got the team? Have you been sneaking a, a peek <laughs> into uh, Mr. <laughs> Kerr's, Mr. Hurry's emails? Not got his team, but yeah, I think I think it'll be very very interesting on what pitch. I think Warwickshire will be be wary of producing a, a pitch that spins if Jack Leach is is playing because you you back him to out bowl any of the Warwickshire spinners. So I think they might it might be a fairly green green surface. So uh, yeah, I've 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 I've, I've, I've sort of um, I'm got a sort of a one to eleven, but I I would I would agree with Anthony that Davis should bat six um, not seven and then whoever your seven is Banton Bartlett uh, Goldsworth you know could, could be any of them couldn't it um, and I and I, I would I would throw March to Langer back in I think he's if Craig Craig Overton comes back in Josh Davey comes back in if Jack Leach is in suddenly Marchant's role is, is back to what he was signed for and not not as a bowler that's going to bowl 20 overs. So I think he deserves a chance at performing the role that he was signed to do. Fair dues. Just you there, Dan. And no, you can't recall Eddie Byron back from loan. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a similar team to you. Lamb and B Green opening. I think they deserve another go, especially Lammers, obviously. Uh, as are three able four. I've got Smead at five. Uh, Davis six. Goals will be seven. Wait. And I've gone with Overton, Davy, Leach, and Sonny Baker uh, because he'll be back from the under 19s. And I think it's worth giving him a game. You know, he's, he's he looks a talent. You know, I think he might play some matches next season. Obviously, he won't be first choice, but you know, he'll he'll be in the mix. So I think you know, to give him a game this season if he's up for it, it would be useful. Um, so yeah, that's what I've gone for already. But you know, it's it's a dead match, isn't it? And uh, I don't really mind, and it's difficult to predict, really, isn't it? What they'll do, what, what, what actually, what the management will actually do. Um, so yeah, interesting. But I mean, Overton may not play, depending on his injury, I suppose, as well. Um, depends on if he's sort of fully recovered from that. You know, he, he won't, he won't, he won't be risking it, particularly with the ashes on the horizon. You know, um, but I think if he is fit, he'll want to play, won't he? You know, to get get another game under his belt. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, Davy as well had an injury, didn't he? So you know, he might miss out. Could be Delanger in. Um, yeah, that's it really. Mm -hmm. Cool. Right, so best of luck to guys for that game on Tuesday at Edgbaston. On Saturday at Edgbaston, it is of course 2020 finals day. We're kicking off proceedings against Hampshire. Uh, the first game before uh, Sussex take on Kent in the second semi. And then of course the final in the evening. So I'm just trying to get my side for this. And Lewis Gregory not being able to bowl does make it quite difficult to balance the side out and try and find that sixth bowler from somewhere. So my my side at the moment is 
Will Smead and Tom Banton opening. Hildreth at three, Abel at four, Lamanby at five. I think they're all pretty much nailed on picks. Pretty much. Not necessarily Hildreth, but I think most of us, mm. yeah, probably. So the only, the only thing you could do would be to go Goldsworthy in for Hildreth, because if you've got... Well, well, hang on, you could have James Ruin for Hildreth. That still leaves you a bowler light, though. That still leaves you with your bare well, five bowlers. Not necessarily. Well, it depends who else you pick, doesn't it? So if you've got Will, I mean, Will Smead... I, Will Smead and Tom Banton, I think they... Banton, Smead, Rue, yeah. Abel, yeah. Lamanby, yeah. Gregory, Overton, okay. yeah. Fandom Love, Green, uh, DeLanger and Leach. So that still only leaves you with the five bowlers then, doesn't it, if Lewis can't bowl? Well, you've got one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, but you've got mm. you've got Tom Lammerby and oh, Tom yes, Abel. Oh, of course, Lammers. Oh, God. Edit that out. You know, they could, they could share. <laughs> it's been a long week. I've been in a lot of pain the last few days. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, Tom Lammerby bowls. Right, moving on then. Ignore that. I've got I'd to like leave to it see in. Jack, I I've really would like in. to see Jack Leach playing because you know historically final stay at Edgbaston has tended to help the spinners mm -hmm. particularly you know in the in the first innings before the dew comes down and if you look at Jack Leach's record I mean he's only he's only played two T20 games but um you know his he's uh, he's taken five wickets at an average of 12 mm -hmm. with an economy rate of seven and a half you know what's wrong with that I think um, you're, you, just, uh, you're just about to jump on the caveat that they were quite spinny pitches, though that he was he was playing on Dan. I know, but, but exactly. <laughs> but then I think um, Edgbaston could be a bit like that as well. Mm, that's true. You look, at, think... you look at two years ago when Harmer won it for Essex. Yeah, three for sixteen or whatever it was. Yeah, I wonder whether we'll play Brooks in the semi-final, and then if we're in the final, then Leach would come in. Might be what they do. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Are we having Max in? Max seemed to have sort of fallen out of favour a little bit, doesn't he? Without I think he's well. I'm I'm not sure what the what the Max situation is, but I I sort of got the impression it was wasn't any more than that. That when he was awarded his cap, it was a sort of valedictory gesture. But I don't. Know. I mean, he, there's a case for it, including him. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, not least for his for his fielding. Uh, you know, in, he's absolutely inspirational in, in in the field. Take more outfield catches in T20 than anybody else, etc., etc. Was he was he at training on uh, yesterday, Ben? Was he out with was he out with the lads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's I think he's dead dead keen to to be involved. I think um, yeah. It, looking through the, the the squad, I think um, they are going to take quite quite a large squad up to to Birmingham, and and there's going to be a quite a few people that. They're going to be disappointed, really. I think it's, it's quite difficult to name name an eleven out, out of this slot, and I think the pitch is going to have, like you said, Dan, a, a really, you know, we, we have got options there depending on what what pitch is prepared, which is which is nice. You know, we've got an, a, it looks like if we got if the pitch is going to spin, we've got Leach, we've got Waller, we've got Van der Merwe, we've potentially got Goldsworthy. If, if it if it's not going to spin, we can alter the attack. So I think we're we're, we're well set to have. A kind of a very dynamic um, approach to, to who's playing based on, and that, that could change in the between the the, the semi final and, and hopefully the, the final. I think um, you know you got likes of Josh Davey who, who performed really well in the in the quarter final. You know potentially went under the radar again 
in that quarter final, even bowled at the death, um, effectively. So yeah, loads of options. Um, and yeah, there's there's going to be quite a few that are left disappointed on Saturday morning, I think. Yeah, certainly not a job that I'd want to have to uh, to whittle in eleven out of the squad, which which have all at some stage had a, some really good performances in the tweet on the T twenty. If you have a look, you know, sort of looking at one to eleven, you can probably pick out two or three really decent performances from each of those players. So it's you know it's, it's going to be a really really tricky one, and uh, it's certainly not a task that uh, that I'd uh, be uh, looking forward to. Uh, so. Uh, I think I'm the only one of us four which isn't going to be at Edgbaston on Saturday. Unlucky me. <laughs> I would be there, but it's my, it's my lad's birthday, so I'll, I think I, one saving grace is that the, the birthday party down at the Village Hall is is uh, when the second semi-final is not going to be on. So I should be able to watch our, our semi-final. Uh, go to the party and then come home and watch the final and watch Somerset a romp home to victory, repeating their T20 success of 2005 with Hildy hitting the winning runs after having blasted a magnificent century. It is going to happen. You know it. Right. Shall we jump on to some listeners' questions? Unless we've got anything more uh, about finals day to... I've got a quiz question for, that we were discussing this morning. And oh. It's, it's when was the last time Lewis Gregory batted for Somerset? Uh, Lewis Gregory. Against, against Gloucester at Bristol? He didn't bat in that game. Don't think he batted in that game. No, he didn't, did he? Um, it's, a long, it's quite a long oh, time. I think I got it. It's the game before that, Chelmsford. Yeah, it was. Blimey. That's it's what? Three months? Yeah, it's a long time because if you think he was next in, well, presumably due next in in, in the quarterfinal, and then 100 and call ups and injuries. And so it's been a long time since we've seen, you know, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? And it, I guess it goes to show so just how fractured, fractured this summer's been. That's the 29th of June. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So. It does go to just show how how unique I guess this, this summer has mm. been, and you know a guy that, that is a sort of a mainstay of the Somerset team is is we've not actually seen hit a ball for Somerset for for a long time. So hopefully, um, if he gets a gig on on Saturday, he can uh, just remind remind everyone of uh, what he can do for Somerset. Remind everyone who he is. Who's <laughs> this yeah. guy going out? I haven't seen him for three months. <laughs> Well, right. hopefully we won't need him on, on Saturday. Hopefully Tom Banton and, and Will Smead and James Hildreth and Tom Abel will do the business. Absolutely. 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 It, is right. a damn good, it is a damn good batting lineup, isn't it? When you say it like that and then you add in mm-hmm. Lammers as well, you know, we have yeah. a seriously good batting lineup, you know, for in T20 this year. It's really come off and I think we've got a real chance. Yeah. The only, got... time it, the only time it really didn't come off, of course, was at the Aegeus Bowl against mm-hmm. Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah, and yeah. and also at home it didn't really come off. We were saved by no, Banton and Smee, one of the only ones who score runs. Everyone else failed. Yeah, everybody else failed. Yeah, yeah. Man for man, we are better than Hampshire, though. Definitely. Yes, I agree. I'm much, I'm much happier to be playing Hampshire in the semi-finals than either Kent or Sussex. Yeah, Agreed. same here. Yeah, just look at that. I mean, no game is no get no total is safe for Marchants at the crease. If he comes off, you know, he could he could blast sixty in no time at all. So. 
Yeah, absolutely right. Strong batting lineup, strong bowling lineup. I haven't looked at the bookmakers' odds to see if we're favourites or not, but um, it's finals day, and whoever turns up normally goes home with the trophy. Right, let's see what our Twitter followers have been sending our way then. Robert Blackwell asks, uh, what would be on your shopping list for next summer? An opening batsman, fast bowler, off spinner, or a new head coach? Mm. <laughs> I, well, definitely not a new head coach. Definitely an off spinner, which looks like it's not going to be George Drizzle, or Drizzle or Drizzle, because he was off playing for Durham, wasn't he, Dan, instead of playing for our seconds? It was the other week, yeah. And he's not playing the current seconds game either, I don't think, for us. So, um, not sure what's going on there. What What's the point of signing an off spinner? When we had an off spinner mm. called Don Bess, and he never got to play. As a result, he went off to Yorkshire. I think I think the trouble is when we do need to play two spinners, we've got three slow left armers. So yeah. maybe a a batsman who bowls a reasonable amount of off spin. Someone who he was happy to like Luke away. Wells, that you type know. of player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we need a pace bowler, though. I think we do need another mm. one. I think we need someone like Tim Grunwald, someone who's not going to play every game, but is happy not to play every game, but will do a job when he comes in. I think we've, we we do seem one pace bowler short at the moment. You know, we've seen the last few games, we just, you know, we, our attack has not been very good at all. Um, if we can sign someone along, the, along those lines, I think that'd be very useful. Well, we're certainly going to be one short if Lewis Gregory can't bowl mm-hmm. um, because what of his think? back injury. Well, you reckon long term it might be an issue? Yeah, I think it could. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not the first time he's had back issues, is it, old Lewis? So. He's had back issues for a, oh, almost his whole career. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I hope, hope I've got no. Again, I've got absolutely no basis for saying that, but it's you know it is obviously because well, I, well, I do have a basis. When I asked Jason Kerr when he was going to be fit to bowl again, he said next summer, <laughs> which suggests that it's a pre, you know it's a pretty serious. Injury, whatever it is, I, I hope we, I hope we don't go down the road of, of Nottingham and so on and start buying in from from elsewhere. Um, and it's actually going to be quite difficult, I think, to buy buy good players in because the good players who are on the move will want to go to the hundred franchise grounds where they'll get where they'll get more money and more prominence and have a better chance of of, of playing in the hundred. I think you know we're going to we're going to struggle to to make really really good signings from to, amongst domestic cricketers. I think we need to be be looking overseas. I don't know what the situation with Martin De Langer is, but um, he hasn't been a great success as an overseas fast bowler. And I'd rather you know we were we were signing a top top order overseas batsman, um, and and of course we're allowed two overseas. Uh, players, so so you know, if we can find a uh, an off-spinning batsman from, from somewhere around, <laughs> around the globe, a seam up as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would, that would be pretty good. But I think we should, you know, in the main, stick with our youngsters, yeah. and 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 concentrate on developing them through better coaching or whatever whatever it takes, rather than just trying to buy in from outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, opening batsman. Well, I think 
we've, we've kind of backed, we've gone full circle back to this time last year of Tom Lamanby and Ben Green. I mean, Ben Green didn't have a bad time of it. He didn't, I don't think he got a 50, but he was consistently getting sort of 30s and and that. And I think compared to... He's not, of, he's not an opening batsman, though. You know, he's he's probably the best of a <laughs> the best of a bad uh, bunch at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with him opening with Lamb and B at, at, at the moment, but I don't see him as the long term solution to Somerset's opening batsman um, problem. But someone someone like Matthew Wade, who nearly came, what was it, two years ago, Ben? Mm-hmm. I wonder if you know some someone like that, you know, a, a, a gritty, tough Aussie. Coming in, you know, at the top of top of the order. I think that that's the sort of mm-hmm. overseas player we want, and who can make and who can also help bring on the younger batsmen, you know, in the in the way that um, you know one or two others have in, in the past. Yeah, and preferably someone who can commit to most of the season, yeah. you know, rather than just being here for a couple of months and then and then disappearing. Yeah, that's the holy grail at the moment, isn't it? With all the franchise leagues yeah. and everything going on around the world, and Test match tours and this, that, and the other is gone. Are the halcyon days of the the nineties and the the two thousands where you could have have a great player for an entire season? Yeah, and the bloody IPL came along. Uh, yeah, so I think all of the all of those, uh, Robert. Well, I don't we've only got any specific names really? Obviously, it'd be nice to get Devon Conway back. Um, it would, yeah. And Revelation really, really uh, top performing the time he was here. Uh, next question from Andy Luce: Can the change in our county championship fortunes? This is a good question. Be taken back to that day in June where we took our foot off the accelerator and went into cruise control, failing to enforce the follow-on against Hampshire. We seem to have forgotten how to dominate teams and win games. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We didn't. Um, didn't force a follow-on against Surrey, did we? We just seemed to let that game meander out to a draw when it might have been a good idea to... Get well, we got ourselves bowled out for 69. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which was, well, that, that was... Yeah, I mean, I think that there is something in that. We, bear in mind, we haven't won a game of county championship cricket since my birthday on May the 9th against Hampshire at the Aegeus Bowl. You know, that is that is quite quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't know. I, w- I was very unhappy about the, the delayed declaration against Hampshire when we had a good chance to, to win. Whether there was anything more to it than excessive caution, I don't know. But um, I thought I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought, apart from anything else, it was a bit disrespectful to the crowd. You know, because there was a decent crowd there, and, and they deserved to see a comp- you know proper game of cricket played to a finish, rather than just petering out into a draw. I mean, there's sort of mitigating circumstances for the the Hampshire and the and the Surrey uh, games and their lack of urgency. Surrey was once it was done, it was done. We got those bonus yeah. points. We knew we were in uh, Division One, and it kind of just all sort of was a bit after the Lord Mayor's show. And Hampshire, because of the way the rules are structured, we wanted them to uh, finish second to so we that we would so that we would take more points through from from the group stage. So. Yeah, mitigating factors for for both of those, but I think probably Surrey. I was of the impression, I was of the opinion at the time that, okay, yeah, we're through. It doesn't really matter. Let's just, you know, we can be bought up for ten, and it doesn't matter. The, the mission accomplished. We've topped the group stage, but 
yeah, I'm, I'm going back on my position on that one. I'm changing my mind. Uh, Dan, Ben, anything to sort of to add on that one? Um, I, I think against Hampshire, I think we just we really did not want to lose. I think that was that. I don't think it was necessarily motivated by wanting to help them come through with us that much. I think it was just we really didn't want to lose. And I think Tom Abel was thinking back to when you know Peter Trigo helped us chase four hundred and seventy nine on the last day at Taunton. I think they were just making absolutely certain that Hampshire couldn't win because ridiculous run chases have happened at Taunton. You know. Um, whether you know whether that and the Surrey game contributed to us not being so good now, I struggle to see it. I mean, it's been quite a while since then. You know, we've had the hundred, the fifty over competition. You know, the, the Blast quarterfinal. You know, it's it. You know, it, it's it was a fresh. It's a fresh period, and I think we've just been outplayed in our cricket. I don't think there's. I don't think there's much more to it. Well, there is more to it, but I don't think it's linked really to the Hampshire and Surrey games. You know, I, I struggle to see the link really. No, I, I I agree. I, I don't necessarily think that the, the two are linked. I think coming into um, this this block of four, I think you know count, county cricket bowling attacks are are very fine. They're, they're very lo- losing Gregory and Overton. It, it's just they're, they're county cricket monsters. Craig Overton in particular is is just the ultimate county cricket bowler in, in my opinion right now. And I think you know losing him and Gregory together. You know, there's not not many counties would 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 be able to cope yet. Yes, the, the the depth potentially has been slightly exposed, but you know it's very very difficult county cricket. You know, un, um, when uncontracted players get get called up to England, you know, it is a it is a different dimension that that county cricket does throw up. And um, I think it's what you know we've seen. You know, the likes of you can't just keep bowling stocks sat there. On the sidelines, whilst Gregory and Overton run through, run through teams week in week out and keep them happy, and we've seen that with the likes of Nate Gilchrist, who's moved on to Kent. You know, he would have been a fantastic option to bring in. You know, he's done quite well for Kent this this year, but um, clearly wanted to play more regular cricket because he couldn't see himself getting in ahead of Davy, Overton, Leach, Gregory, Brooks, and the like. So, yeah, very very difficult to cope with those two two losses yes there are lots of other factors that have gone on over the last three weeks but i think when we saw those guys out i thought i think i thought always thought it was going to be difficult for somerset to to overcome that in in over a period of a month yeah absolutely right ben i I think the other factor has been jack leach you know who's either not been available or he's been operating on pitches that haven't been offering him anything really so you know he's not been a force this season and you know he he was he was the one really you know bef- uh, before 2019 when when um and last year when gregory and overton were, were the um, decisive factor up to that stage it was jack leach with or without tom bess who was winning his match after match after after match and he's been taken out of out of you know out of the equation and we've suffered as a result the, the way i see it if if all things go according to plan, you know, if you looked at the first championship game of next summer and you saw Overton, Gregory, Davy, Leach, Galanger, you you wouldn't see you just wouldn't see the kind of ill discipline that had been in the bowling attack. You know, you wouldn't see four three hundred and sixty runs scored in a day at Taunton with those guys bowling. It'd just be a totally different setup. So um yes, the batting has been inconsistent, but I 
I think that is the, the biggest reason to believe that this is just a a blip, a a freak of of a few factors coming together, and and that it wouldn't take much. You wouldn't be surprised to see Somerset back at their very best next April. Yeah, here in definitely cannot argue with that at all. Uh, one from Julia. Why do we not have a first team batting coach? And separately, do we <laughs> do we need a sports psychologist to support the players? Uh, ben, I guess you're in a in a better position than most to exactly clarify what Jim Troughton's position is. Is he first team batting coach or just second team coach or a bit of both or not really either? I think it's been 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 cleared up with Anthony. Like, yeah, Jim's role is predominantly with the second team. Um, he does offer some support to, to the first team if, if they need it you know it's not exclusively but but likewise so was Trez that a, a common misconception of when Trez was here that he was first team batting coach he wasn't he was he was that that same role that, that Jim's doing um there are a lot of coaches that help with the batting it's not a one one man sticks his hand up and says it's my job to make them score 400 every week there's there's a variety of different coaches that are involved in different players at different ages, and um, so yeah, that is that is the setup. There is, um, you know, it, it's a it's a little bit more of a complex machine than just one guy saying, "Yeah, I'm going to make him go on the front foot more." I think when you get to play professional cricket, if you've had success in professional cricket scoring runs, you know you've got the basics of a technique there. And if you've got experienced players in the side and coaches, they should know the little foibles of your technique and where it's liable to go wrong and what you know what is going right for you when you're scoring runs. And as a group of batsmen, you should almost be able to get together and, and almost have like a batting buddy. I know the Aussies did that, didn't they? With uh, They would sort of put uh, Steve Orr with Glenn McGrath. It's a slightly different uh, situation. But if a batsman's technique's going wrong, or there's something wrong with him, you'd think... A senior player within the camp should be able to pick up on that, if not a batting coach. But certainly a member of the coaching staff should do that. And I think it's it's almost a bit of a knee-jerk reaction the last few weeks that we haven't scored any runs. I think it's just because we've got four or five batsmen who are horrendously out of form. And getting yourself back into form is a very, very difficult slide to try and arrest. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know what we do. Do we just slap first 11 batting coach on somebody's random door in the office and, <laughs> and just say yeah we got a batting coach and uh, I don't know but yeah it's not something that we kind of just want to go spending hundreds of thousands of pounds on bringing somebody in yes Dan I think the big thing is mindset isn't it you know we yeah. know these guys have got talent they've got good techniques generally if we can improve their mindset and improve how they transition between red ball and white ball cricket. I think that's what we need to be doing. And I don't know if that's an extra person coming in or what, but you know that's I think what we need to focus on. Um, what, what the management should be focusing on is how, you know how how these guys who who are you know like Lamb and B etc. They've had success in white ball cricket and you know not always being able to translate that consistently into red ball cricket. You know they've sort of been, you know they've raised on their diet of white ball etc. etc. So it's you know we need to find a way to for them to you know without losing white ball form improving their Red Bull and improve and be becoming more consistent. So, you know, whether that's an extra person or not, I'm not sure. But you know, yeah. that's that's it, good. It's not, been, it's not been easy this this year in particular. I think that it's never been an easy 
task to transition but i think this year of all years has been so fractured around different competitions and that's not just the hundred that's also a lot of factors but um it is difficult you know a lot of counties have given up Brian. they they just essentially just try and focus on one format and almost forget about the rest so you know we are attempting to do things that other counties aren't even attempting in, in being a fully multi-dimensional club and looking at treating each competition completely equally but you know a lot of counties have just gone either t20 focused or or all that so it, it isn't easy to transition so yeah it's, it's an area that that will continue to get a lot of development and i'm sure if you look at tom lamanby last year um with that truncated season due to covid there was a minimal amount of format shifting last year it was bob willis trophy blast and i think there was a the final group game of the bob willis trophy was in the middle of the blast am i right yeah. in saying that and then yeah. then the final so there was some format shifting but not very much and now if you look at this year we've gone what championship t20 championship t20 championship t20 that's all in like the space of sort of having a day between a t20 game and a championship game uh, to sort that out then the 100 then to t20 then back to the championship so yeah let, we seem to forget that Somebody, you know, Tom Lambie's only sort of 20, 21, 22, so still very much learning his game and um, and to just must just be all over the shop with all that format shifting. It's it's crazy. So let's hope they can sort the schedule out a little bit more, lex, uh, a little bit better for next year. And finally, to finish, one from uh, oh, so, oh, sorry, not before uh, before that one. Peter Wanless would like to know what we are wearing to finals day on Saturday. <laughs> I should Probably. be wearing my Somerset tie. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my answer is nobody will, will be wearing a shirt as uh, loud as you'll probably be uh, wearing, Peter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, from Andy Cleave, is Stumpy the Dragon going to win the mascot race? Well, I hope so. <laughs> he'd stand, mind you, he'd stand a better chance if he was a wyvern, because you know they've got bigger wings. Oh, I see. Oh, would that be a disqualification? Stumpy the Wyvern. I think he's. Uh, well, I think Stumpy's going to struggle. I think. I think there's there's certainly been a shift in some of the other counties' mascots over the last few years in, in aerodynamics. Um, I was just going to say, how do you have to wear the official Stumpy costume to enter the mascot race, or can you? How many times yeah. has it got to be have been worn? Uh, sorry, I, I don't. What do I mean, worn? It's not. It's not a mascot. It's a real. It's a real dragon. <laughs> He's, just he's in case my daughter's listening she loves Stumpy um, no, I, I think the odds are firmly against Stumpy unfortunately oh um, well as long as we uh, I'll be cheering him on yeah, as, long as, as long as we come home with a trophy um, Stumpy can have a good time and uh, I presume it will be Bumble commentating on it that seems to be the highlight of his uh, of his career I've uh, I've started West Countryman Anthony I'm getting, right in, I'm getting into that one um, I don't know if Whenever I I start an autobiography, I always have a look at the pictures first. You had sported a rather magnificent moustache back in the day, Anthony. Absolutely, what happened, yeah. what happened to it? I was sort of looking <laughs> I, at who's that? Well, I grew it back in 1973 to make myself look older. Mm. And then I shaved it off 25 years later to make myself look younger. <laughs> but it's a, it was a real sort of um, magnum PI job. <laughs> 
It, it was it, a not, not unlike the one that um, Marchant. Marchant. I was sort of looking through it. It's a lot of pictures of Marchant. <laughs> Delanger in Anthony's book. Was, <laughs> is he a family friend or something? I'm sure he'd have mentioned it. Yeah. Um, crack and read so far, Anthony. So I'll, uh, I shall carry on with that. Um, anybody going to the uh, Ian Botham dinner at the ground tomorrow night? Yep, yeah, I'll see you there, Ben. Um, yeah. I got a spare yeah. ticket for the Thatcher's tour. If you want to pop along, lovely. Up at uh, up at the farm at eleven o'clock. If you want to, yeah. If you want to go on that one, uh, let me know. Um, but unless you've got any other business, guys. No. <laughs> no. Just, just, I just mentioned Western Storm oh, quickly. Yeah. Uh, they've had two more games, I think, since the last podcast. Uh, two more Rachel Hoare Flint Trophy games. Uh, they lost to Northern Diamonds up at Chester Street, um, which is expected, really. Northern Diamonds are pretty good this year. Sophie Loft score runs, which is great to see. She got 65. And in the following game, so they beat Lightning at Bristol, and Loft scored 70 in that game. So she's now, I think, the second-highest run scorer in the Hoare Flint Trophy, which is a good recovery from her, because she didn't have a great start to the season. But uh, England... A are touring Australia, I think, alongside the the senior England women's team. So, hopefully, Luff, maybe you shall get a, a, a seat on that plane, which would be great to see. You know, she's been around county cricket for so long. You know, she played for Somerset in the amateur years. You know, she's now obviously a full time cricketer. She played in the KSL as well for Western Storm. You know, it'd be a great reward for her if she could get on an England plane and um, push for the push for the full England team. Hopefully, you know, yeah. she's been around such a long time. So um, she's been knocking on the door for a yeah. while, hasn't she? So she has, yeah, yeah. She's a good player. Yeah, I think that she's uh, she'd be very unlucky if she didn't get on that tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good, definitely excellent. Radio. So best of luck to the guys up at Edgbaston for finals day, and then back at Edgbaston on on Tuesday. Is anybody staying up in Edgbaston for over those sort of those two or three days? Everybody's everybody's coming home. I'm staying with my brother, who's got his uni accommodation in Birmingham, so it works quite well. Oh, good stuff. People of Birmingham, lock up your daughters. The Kingdom Brothers are out on the prowl on uh, Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, gents, uh, great to catch up with you again. Uh, lovely to see you all at the ground uh, on uh, on Monday as well. That was uh, nice to finally all get together and, uh, and say hello. Um, we'll probably catch up sometime after the... Uh, Warwickshire game which I hope goes the four full days uh, and if it doesn't let's hope Somerset win inside too uh, but for Ben Dan and the uh, non-mustachioed Anthony Gibson I'm Ian Shepherd. thanks for listening and come on Somerset <laughs>